On this episode of Homo Superior. I don't know. Help your fucking bone community, asshole. Well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, whoa, whoa. where I still know what you did last Scott Summers. <laughs> Issue 305, I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. This week, Wolverine finally joins the Avengers on film as Legos. And if you want a preview of the next Lego Avengers movie, you can just flip to the back of the instructions. <laughs> then on MCU Next TV, Miss Minutes ghosts and then gets ghosted in Loki, and Storm tries to get an entire planet's groove back. The Fall of X is stacked with issues this week, and we'll talk, and we'll we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I didn't have a really good joke for this one. We'll try and determine where Nightcrawler What's is. What's not the other one? Um, <laughs> the lack of self-awareness. Uh, plus, we've got plugs. And don't think you've gotten away from our spooky season, because we'll be figuring out the best Halloween costumes throughout the episode. Ooh. You can feel free to uh, slap them together for your sloppy bottom parties <laughs> later, whatever Halloween stuff you get up to. Uh, first, we would do some housekeeping, but we don't have any. So, extra, extra, it's news immediately. News for right now. <laughs> yeah, let's, did you know that two weeks ago I had a colonoscopy because we were concerned about things? But it that turned is out new. It was the doctor said everything was like perfect and fine. and Well, he said, just said normal, and then I was a little offended that my... my Anus okay. is just normal. Your doctor was it Doctor Strange or Doctor Doom? I don't know. I don't remember his name. Well, it was just some guy outside of a gas station. <laughs> uh, yeah, Doctor I mean, Doctor Fate <laughs> in DC. He okay. just put a flashlight up there. Right. I'm really worried about you, buddy. Yeah. I'm a licensed doctor. Bend over. Well, yeah. Well, it's all good. Anyways, uh, October 27th, Disney Plus, uh, which is today for you guys listening. Tomorrow for me. Um, is <laughs> <laughs> releasing its first uh, Lego Marvel original special. So when the Avengers, both Captain Americas, Hulk, Black Widow, Iron Man, and Thor, meet the Collector, who now wants to collect Avengers, they call in Wolverine, who's busy sucking wieners on the beach. <laughs> Presumably, they'll be going up against red characters, and we see that there are two red guardians, Red Skull, Omega Red, Red Ghost, all are villains who uh, appear on computer screens, but also in Collector's Collection, along with minor weird characters, Red Shift, Red Lotus, Red Nine, and Red Raven, who is the second Marvel character after Namor. Red She-Hulk, finally, and Redstone, who I didn't know existed. He was, like, in supreme power for literally four issues. Oh, wow. I don't know why this is called Marvel, Lego Marvel characters, like, whatever, Code Red. I guess just because there's red-named characters in it. Maybe it's sponsored by Mountain Dew Code Red. Yeah. It okay. is quite odd that this would be the selection of villains. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with the color palette. That works. So, so there have been, and there been Lego movies, toys, short stories, etc. in the past, but this is the first time it's in the post-Fox purchase era oh. that they are combining the Avengers and X-Men in something. We got, except for comics, obviously. Um, Wolverine, Omega Red, and Red Lotus, who was the shit one, a well, shithead in Extreme X Men. In Avengers: Earth Mightiest Heroes, they had Wolverine in the like flashback episode. Wasn't that that was before the purchase? It was post. Well, yeah, per- before the purchase. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's oh, saying oh, post, oh, It's like I before C E except <laughs> after C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? D- don't you remember <laughs> Red Lotus from that Extreme X Men Claremont horrible run? No. Yeah, he showed up and he was a waste of time, but now okay. he's here. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Marvel jumping the gun on h- having these connected, and should they wait for Deadpool to do it since we're gonna have a shit ton of everybody in Deadpool, or should we just? I don't think anyone's bite the gonna bullet and go now. I don't think anyone's really gonna pay attention to the Marvel Lego thing. I do think the more they build up 
energy around the X-Men, the faster they'll come to screen and invest it in. So I'm fine with it. Which I'm also worried about. I know, yeah. but Which is a different conversation. I'd rather get there and have it be disappointing than wait even longer for it to be disappointing. (laughs) You just want to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like, look, it's going to be phase six. Let's just get this shit over with. I got to go home. Uh, you don't even enjoy the movies anymore. <laughs> You're like, oh, all right, all right, let's just get this. Come yeah. on, we just gotta, uh, we just gotta go to the bar. Four more years, just get this done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just gotta get it out. <laughs> So in 2024, Marvel and Lego are releasing multiple new sets, including a $525, 5,000-piece Avengers Tower set with 30 minifigures, which are basically just from the Avengers one movie. Uh, it's going to feature four figures, including oh, excuse me, an X Jet is also coming out for 80 bucks. Featuring four characters, Cyclops, Magneto, Wolverine, and presumably Storm. They're keeping that one secret, but who knows? And then this year they have... What if it's Glob Herman? makes Brent (laughs) really happy. They're actually going to announce a toy that's going to spoil what this toy is going to have. Oh, they always do that. This is the end of the movie. Um, Didn't they do that with MODOK? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, right. yeah, they did for Ant-Man. Yeah. So this year, the Marvel Lego minifigures, they always do all the time. Um, the series 2 came out, and they had three that were X-Men ones, um, animated series Storm, Beast, and Wolverine. Also, there was, like, Agatha and random ones that are part of the actual MCU. Uh, just wanted to say that, because I got She-Hulk a couple weeks ago. Nice. And mm. my niece has her having sleepovers with Daphne from Scooby-Doo all the time. I don't know what she means by sleepovers, but they're <laughs> happening. Daphne does. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So on Tuesday, Marvel released the book, The Marvel Cinematic Universe, an official timeline telling us where, when every MCU movie and TV show pre-Phase 5 takes place with a bunch of facts, pictures, and who knows what else because I didn't look at the actual thing because nothing really came out. As this all s- is sacred timeline stuff, does not include anything that's not this timeline, which seems now to include Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all Netflix series, anything that is not the MCU, as Kevin Feige has said this week, is not part of the sacred timeline. It's other timelines. Right. So literally done. All you people that think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is part of it, nah, you're out. As Kevin Feige says on the multiverse note. You hear note, that, Adam? You're out. Yeah. When's the last time that I would consider yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hey, part of the timeline? Hey, it's the, the thing, your favorite Marvel property is now part of a branch timeline garbage that's never even finished, that's been though. pruned ah, Fuck yeah you. right <laughs> burning out so, what about cloak and dagger are they in yes <laughs> rocks on baby <laughs> as is hellstrom yeah. right, right right so right. kevin feige said four days ago which who knows what four days ago for you guys listening means on the multiverse note we recognize that there are stories movies and series that are canonically to marvel canonical to marvel but were created by different storytellers meaning mega marvel tv who feige hates during different periods of Marvel's history. The timeline presented in this book is specific to MCU's sacred timeline through Phase 4, but as we move forward and di- dive deeper into the multiverse saga, you never know what timelines may crash and converge into each other. Hint, hint, spoiler alert. So basically all the other ones could connect at some point, but they are not part of. Did he? Did they say that? Hint, hint, spoiler yeah, alert? Yeah, that's literally that's literally <laughs> what he said. He leaned into the mic and like did a little uh, hand it, over his mouth. It says oink, here, oink, pointer gun, pointer gun, click, click. <laughs> yeah. Hey, chief. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Uh. Yeah. So um, I was looking at the list, and things of note to me were that the first two Guardians happen like basically three months apart, which yeah. I, okay. I don't know if they said it, but I didn't realize. So that whole Starlight, Star-Lord Gamora thing where I was like, this romance is like s- like happening weird and like disconnectedly slow at the same time. But 
It seems that's happening fucking quick. Yeah. If they're doing all this stuff. Through. Anyways, the blip occurred in October, excuse me, autumn 2023, which could be right now. So check to see if anybody has suddenly appeared Ooh. in your cupboards or basement. Oh, you mean coming back autumn 2023? Like the blip, like people coming back from the... Yeah, the blip. The snap is when they yeah. went away. The blip oh, is when they came back. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and T'Challa died in <laughs> spring 20... <laughs> fool. Yeah. This... T'Challa died in 20 spring 2024, which basically means he's only alive for six months before he died. Oh, my God. Isn't that horrible? Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> he like, oh, I'm alive again, and then I, I have Awful. a horrible, very sad disease. And finally, um, what I was going to say I was interested in was that Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man No Way Home was like a month apart. That makes sense. <laughs> w- what's the point of all this? What what's the point? They hired a historian for a reason, Brent. Yeah, That's but where we I, covered I it. assume that would be just like for the movies to have as a consultant, like that you might have like Lord of the Rings or something. It's like that. to make people. Money. You are supposed yeah. to be a continuity queen like me. Why wouldn't you want to know what the timeline? Looks Who like? on this podcast is actual continuity queens? Because I feel like that <laughs> title the other has, side of the table moving around <laughs> a lot. And I, I, I'm a continuity. I guess queen. I, I feel like. I'm more insulted by someone saying, yeah, yeah, we care about continuity when you clearly do not care about continuity. It's like you're pretending I'm a very good, what honorable are you, person. What are you talking like, about? Yeah, well, then why are you punching me in the stomach? They retconned the the starting time for Spider-Man. With ever, with, it's never going to change in the movies. So it's still not going to make any <laughs> sense except for what was confirmed in this book. I think... It's just to make more money for completists. That's yeah. all it is. That's all this yeah, is. It's That's to make more money, as you said. Oh, sorry. And then it's also for people who are just like confused and want to get into the movies but don't That's know what the fuck's point. going on. Yeah. To at least understand it. And also people who've been re- watching these forever and have been asking fucking questions like, why is this happening here? And why mm. is this happening here? They are like, shut up. This is what it is. Get used to it. I mean, I will say the. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy thing works for me because their relationship, they had like four years between Volume 2 and Infinity War so like, that's enough time. We just saw it off. It's off screen and it obviously has less emotional weight but I'm like, oh, okay. That's a lot of time to to form a relationship. So I'd be curious then like what the uh, timeline is for Phase 5 because we've had two movies about to have a third one and two TV shows now, correct? Yeah, yeah. Ant Man, Guardians Three, m- the Marvels is coming out next month. We've had Secret Invasion, and we're in the middle of Loki right now. So and the Guardians Christmas special. Phase well, Four ended with the, the Guardians special. Christmas special. Oh, okay. yeah, so it's, it's I guess literally that's the last. That's the end of twenty twenty five. So they're probably all happening in twenty twenty six at some point. Yeah. If that's to be believed. Wow, twenty twenty six. But it is funny Future. that yeah, this book is now immediately added like i'm like it was already out of date like they couldn't before it went to the printer add the two no they're going through phase four so people can yeah because no one's everyone's kind of like slowly not connected to phase five at all yeah this is gonna drive me fucking crazy because i feel like i know the movies and (laughs) this timeline is gonna there's gonna be some i know there are always pedantic fucking comic fans but that someone goes actually this happened first oh yeah well you you guys Fuck you. You guys did your rewatch too early. Now you got to do it again. It's true. No, I refuse. Start yeah. over. I won't do it. I won't. I don't care. Uh, this is still less complicated than like the history of DC in the comics. Well, yeah, that's un- unreadable. Um, it's just unreal like how crazy that's become. Here, Brent, enjoy your potato soup. <laughs> enjoy your garbage. <laughs> huh? it's, better than, it's better than the rats. <laughs> what, you're eating rats? That's, or? that's, that's, that's what DC... Your, uh, that's DC, your compar- uh, DC's... Uh, D- hey, it's better than DC, so yeah, you should right. like it. Um, all right. Anything else? 
I don't think so. Let's get on with MCU Next TV, our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. This week we are doing Loki Season 2, Episode 3, and we are continuing coverage of the animated series Season 5, Episode 3 and 4, Stormfront Parts 1 and 2. Let's start with Loki. Uh, but before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge that there are continued domestic abuse charges against Jonathan and Majors. New and new ones. It just kind of just keeps coming out. So case nears a possible trial. There have been additional updates. You can easily Google if you are interested. Violence against others is wrong, and given human history, is especially wrong against women and other underrepresented communities. In order to keep this discussion focused on the content and other individuals who have contributed to this work, we will always use this preface for any MCU work featuring Majors going forward until case resolution is reached. Um, so thank you. Which and is our November? Lawyers. Didn't they decide November is when? The yeah, November 29th, I think, is yeah. when they finally have the case kicking off because they they rejected the ca- the plea to dismiss or whatever the mm. fuck it's called. Our lawyers, thank you, Adam. I know, doing doing God's work, I guess. Uh, all right, let's jump into the actual episode. Time capers abound as Loki and Mobius attempt to find a Kang variant named Victor Timely during the 1893 World's Fair who's being actively courted into a casual time loop by our up-until-now-missing antagonist, Ravona Renslayer and Mrs. Minutes. Um, oh, she got married? <laughs> <laughs> She's a full-grown woman now. Uh, let's mm. talk about this time loop plan of this TVA guidebook. Did you like it? Did it make sense? What do you mean a time loop plan? They literally brought the, the guidebook back to give to Victor Crowley to basically create Victor Timely. Victor, Victor, Victor Timely. Timely. Sorry, Victor Crowley. That's something, right? Well, so right. Mean, that's what it's based yeah. on. You mean Jerry on the Nosley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's the book that you will create. And then right. it's just like, it's, yeah, that's the Doctor Who of it all, I think. I enjoyed it. The, I thought the Ouroboros sense. of it. Yeah. No. Yeah, Snake yeah, yeah. eating its tail. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, uh, plot wise, that made a lot of sense to me. I also really like the setting of like that kind of turn of the century, like very Edison um, and uh, Tesla like era of like uh, you know of the future is now, but it's steampunky. You know, like I like I like that stuff very much. Yeah, this is like the first time they've actually traveled to something else in a very long time because all they've been doing is time ye wimey stuff within the TVA. The you mean 1983 world. in Oklahoma didn't count? They're for not you? like existing there for the episode. Like they, I feel like they did a lot more like that was just a McDonald's commercial anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then they go to the 70s to see. Um, oh yeah, 1977. BB3, whatever the hell the guy's name was. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was just, I thought it was like a, it's also a fully focused episode. It's not like they bounce Agreed. back between A's and B plots. Nine, is it nine? B9? Sorry. B5. You're talking about the guy that. Uh, you're talking about character. vitamins? What are y'all doing? No, here? X5. What the fuck? X5, X5. B15. B f- no, B, f- what? B15? No, B15 is. Uh, this is what? the worst conversation what? What's, the, what's the color <laughs> red that's made out of beetles? <laughs> red, red number that five. Vegans don't realize they're eating red, and um, are. They're also in the Avengers yeah. movie. Red number five. Uh, yeah. let's talk about this Victor Timely. Uh, he's a Ryan and Ryan influencer asshole that has a very drawn out way of talking. It is stupid, but I really do like it. Yeah. And I think having, having the thing that we, I was most looking forward to at the end of last season was seeing variants of the same character. And I think that this Victor Timely fits a lot of character traits that I would like to see. Yeah. He is not as put together as the Kang or the he who remains that we saw at the end of the show. He acts as an interesting foil for Loki and Sylvie 
uh, both in his mischievousness and his like inherent humanity. Um, and I think that uh, that he's part of a branch timeline makes him much more interesting because it feels like there's still potential for him. He doesn't have to become he who remains. I feel like he. What I liked about it, like he's a huckster, mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that I think He Who Remains sort of was at the uh, end of um, end of season one. That like he's an unreliable narrator. He's not giving you all the information. He's a little bit of a con man. There's a lot of showmanship there. Correct. And I actually think he may end up being He Who Remains. I don't know if he's a variant. I actually think that this is the one that ends up being at the end of time. The reveal, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very snake oil salesman. I thought, while I don't like his really elongated drawl, just because I feel like it generally, as a performance, slows the episode down, mm-hmm. I do think he commanded the scene and the character is interesting. I just, I want to find a balance of this <laughs> long, long way of leading into certain topics that you can already hear the word at the end of the... I feel like he takes an appropriate amount of time sentence to... <laughs> Get to <laughs> what he wants to say. Um, let's talk about Ravona and Miss Minutes. The affection contest. Who do you think is going to win? The the viewers are losing. Um, <laughs> I'll just say that. I just. I just. Uh, you don't love a slutty Miss Minutes? I kind of loved it. And I do think the where she tries to go into the mannequin was very creepy. Yeah. Like we're going to get into some spooky stuff a little bit later on. But that is a very, very creepy, creepy element of it. I I didn't rev- love the fact that this AI is truly in love with he who remains. I think it I think it cheapens the motivation of the character. It, it really annoyed me. Do you think she was programmed that way? Wow, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it does fit with both Victor and he who remains seemingly personalities of yeah I'm gonna make this AI generally obsessed. You have to be yeah. devoted to me. You have to be willing to do whatever I say, uh, and and also you have to see me on a pedestal. Well, I, I'm wondering if by the end of the the season, if that'll be the reveal, and maybe if she like turns she hero, who remains she right. But like you know, Miss Minutes, because the I mean they really did go into a lot of her like, well I'm a sentient intelligence, and he gave me this intent. And I'm like, what if they reveal at the end she's obviously just operating according to plan? Could be like a good like Her twist. programming, yeah, like right. you said. And then R- the Ravona, I well, I'm happy to see the character again because I think the actor is very good. I think her motivation, like, like the motivation, didn't work for me. Um, uh, I just feel like it's uh, whatever she really wants from uh, from uh, Victor Timely. You remains. It just sort of like jumps around to get from pl- uh, plot A to p- plot B. Oh. The character in comics is. A thousand percent different. I think that's the problem with how they're doing this is that mm. they didn't know how to use her. What's the character she, like in the comics? His wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, and then she's in like a coma for a long time. It's like a Mr. Freeze kind of situation. Yeah. And then she's kind of good sometimes and then blah, 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 blah. Okay. But yeah, they, they've changed her to the point where they might not understand how to use her. Well, I was going to say that's why this feels a little bit more off because it was kind of originally like i'm just i'm following orders i want to be like get my promotion be an a plus student and whereas now in the second season with her back it definitely feels a lot more like i want to be the queen as well which is pretty fine but it doesn't feel like they've had that didn't that conversation hasn't happened seemingly as much as i would have loved it 
Yeah. Because the motivations do feel very different between seasons. I do think it was weird that Miss Minutes turn to being psycho AI, I love you, uh, <laughs> happened so early. I thought that could have maybe simmered a little bit more. It's very M- Megan, the movie Megan. Yeah. I'm still wondering. I was thinking like her. Uh, her? Her. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix. Oh. And, uh, Scarlett and Black Widow. Yeah. And Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, it worked for, it, the only reason why it worked for me is because she was already kind of have seeming sinister at the end of the first season when she was kind of reacquainted or was it yeah reacquaint whatever with he who remains at the mm-hmm. end you're like oh this bitch is crazy um well i w- yeah that's i think that they could keep that going and you're kind of wondering well, what is her underlying programming what is it that motivates her it's horny it's she's weird all it's, horned up. it's weird for, yeah because she's she immediately goes i want a body just give me a fucking body and it's like well no one else in the timeline could make this for you I don't know. It just seems like like weird to be so transparent as a character to say, this is what I want. I know exactly what I want and give it to me, please. Two costume changes uh, this episode. Miss Minutes is serving. Which of the alphas did you like the most? The spooky one. Of course, the spooky (laughs) one. She goes, boo, uh, boo, I'm big and spooky. You're all dumb in the past, boo. That was great. That was great. That moment lived up to what I saw in the trailer. I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, I'm enjoying this very much. That does feel like wild, wacky antics yeah. that I like. It, yeah, I thought the episode had a good balance of of that. Um, and I think where one of the areas that I was a good joke was the bald of the brave conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like that. That was good. Yeah, it's like Thor's not that tall. <laughs> that well, made me excited because nothing else made me excited. Balder, yeah. like the yeah, because Balder has not been introduced into into the movies. No, because Daniel Craig was supposed to play him in four separate movies as a cameo and never did. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah he was definitely supposed to be in um, Ma- Madness, whatever Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. He was oh. supposed to take the pl- he was supposed to have the the role of um, oh where Reed Richards ended up being. Oh, but he couldn't COVID. be there because of COVID. He couldn't sh- he couldn't come. Oh no, interesting. So instead, Reed Richards was in it. I did like. I mean, we're. I feel like it's funny to have those Norse gods there. I did feel like, oh, that time period, yeah. People probably would have been more aware of all the various Norse gods and all that mythology stuff. I did think it was interesting, though, like because this is the Chicago World Fair, which mm-hmm. is all about like science. Yeah. And you have like focusing on Norse mythology. I was the reverse. That's why I agree with you, Caleb. I was the reverse where I was like, why is this here? And the, <laughs> the World well, cause Fair. Well, I mean, I don't think it was all science. I mean... It was not. There's like also magic. The There's Ferris wheel. It's a lot of arts as well. Yeah, it's a lot of. I mean, any kind of event that you get a lot of people at this time period wasn't just like. But you would have like like old. you also had Bible thumping wackadoos who were. Oh, then the Ark was right down. Oh, do you guys want to go to Jesus Land or the Ferris wheel <laughs> or or <laughs> do you guys want to go ride Noah's Ark? <laughs> no, I want to go to Sodom and then Gomorrah. We can see the Holy Spirit. She shows up around here. <laughs> um, our favorite that Clark loves to hate. Sylvia's back. I don't love to hate her. I hate to hate her. <laughs> uh, performed a no. I hate that you love her. Sylvia <laughs> had a no kill situation of both Victor and Ravona. Um. Yeah, Caleb. Guess no, what no, no. Finish, 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 finish your thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't have to call on me. Caleb, I ready to jump in. Uh, I know I shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to jump in. Clark, do you have something to say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I already mentally said what I wanted to there say. There we go. Uh, telepathy. Um, yes, thank you. But yeah, what did you What did you think of Sarah, uh, Sylvie's character plays, Brent? 
Thank you for asking. Caitlin, what were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to hear what Adam has to say. Thank you. Finally, okay, somebody wants go. to say yes. I really liked the sequence of their appearing at uh, the at Victor Timely's laboratory. Uh, they it, it's sometimes when they like phone it in on like what plot wise is going to happen. I get kind of annoyed. Yeah. But that they mention, oh, if you use your temp pad, they're going to be able to track it. And so in sequence, it's Ravona. Then they've tracked Ravona, so it's going to be uh, Loki and, and his butler. And, yeah. and then once, and Sylvie butler. shows up. And I thought it was a very well-written interaction between Victor Timely and Sylvie that he is pleading from the same position that she was in of being, yeah. it, you don't know who I am. Doesn't my life have worth? Don't I get to choose? Yeah. It was the exact right thing to say to that character. And that's when you shot Hitler's baby in the... (laughs) Why (laughs) the people... Hitler's baby? I fucked it up. I fucked it up. You kill Hitler. I'll go back in time and I'll kill Hitler's baby. I'm going to make that Hitler so sad. Have you ever heard about Hitler's son? (laughs) No, you haven't. Because I went back in time and (laughs) killed Hitler's baby. That is my favorite drinking game. Who killed Hitler's baby? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You take four shots after you shoot it. Uh... So my thing with Sylvie in this episode, I actually don't mind her. Um, I didn't buy that she would have a change of heart that quickly no. about not killing Victor Timely. I like the scene. Written. Clark, uh, I I like the scene that Brent mentioned uh, of you know like Victor pleading with her, and it's kind of a, a parallel to what we saw at the end of season one. But um. Sylvie has already done done this act, and she is so motivated to like stop the quote unquote his menace his evil again that a conversation in the middle of a fight just didn't make it believable for me. But it wasn't the first conversation she had with him or with Loki about him. They had they had a, their prior interaction on the Ferris wheel or the Fenris wheel about oh <laughs> <laughs> well done about uh, who this person is and that that is not the same person as he who remains that he still has a chance to be someone else. And at the very least, I, I, I think all the arguments that Loki was making about like saving the TVA, I'm glad she dismissed all of those because she would never buy them as legitimate. But that he is not the person that she vowed to kill in every timeline. Well, she also killed He Who Remains knowing full fact that it would unleash hundreds of thousands of Kangs. So why? She did not know that. She, believe, she said, well, I don't know if that's true. Well, right. But I'm saying like... Obviously, they're finding like they're going to it's going to keep happening. So I would uh, I would believe that rather than just go, well, just got to kill another one. I guess you'd, you'd probably have a reflection of, oh, maybe that was what happened. Well, I think now. that kind of goes back to like what I'm saying is that she's motivated to kill him. And it just took it's I don't think the conversation convinced her. I don't think it was character, good character development. I think it was a plot point that's that fair. had yeah, to happen. I would agree with that. And that's what the thing that drives me a little nuts about this episode. And I think it's the strongest one of the season yeah. Um, because of a lot of the elements we've talked about. But that moment right there like, just kind of pulled me out of the episode completely. That's what I was going to say. She's there to serve as plot more than a character sometimes. And that's part of why I just can't stand her. Yeah, no, I can see that. I wonder... This They probably aren't going to do this. But it would be kind of fun if she has already gone through a bunch of the timelines and killed all of the regular uh, Kangs. So she would not realize that this Victor Timely is like a potential Extra Kang. special Kang? Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Uh, any, that would be interesting, actually. Any yeah. bets on what uh, Miss Minutes reveal was at the end of the episode to Ravonna? Y'all are married and he wiped your memory. 
Ooh, I do enjoy. I mean, that would certainly build into what's happening. In and I moment. watched every time y'all made love, and you said <laughs> no, but I watched it anyway. Oh my god, what is that? Oh, 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 oh! I thought something very yeah. different. Oh my god, it's me, Miss Minutes, the Watcher. <laughs> <laughs> I oh sit my. in the closet. That and I keep time at 33 seconds every single time. Uh, she turns into uh, Jeffrey Wright at the end of the series oh my and God. then becomes the actual watcher. Oh, yes. Yeah. I finally have sentience. I don't know how to do Jeffrey Wright's voice. I have, voice. A, I <laughs> have oh, a body. It's me. It's just my voice. It's That's me, strange. Jeffrey Wright. I have sentience. <laughs> Let me go empower Ultron. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, so overall feelings about the episode. Um, it's me, Miss Minutes. I'm dressed as a giant condom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. Whoa, that's the, isn't that spooky? Those are the first Aren't you those. scared? Boo. <laughs> um, I do agree with you, Kalen, that I, I think this was the strongest of the three episodes that they've had so far, for sure. And it's ironic because of what the, uh, the disclaimer you said at the very beginning about, um, um, what's his face? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. But I almost call him Jeremy Strong. I'm like, that's not right. Uh, Jonathan Majors, of like the allegations against him are so serious, and you know every like it's hard to watch him on screen for sure. But it's also he also made uh, this is the shitty like part of like separating art, the art from the artist because yeah. he made the episode better because he is a compelling actor even with his like weird staccato. Um, he is a menacing character in his own right, and you get to see a different element of him or a different dimension from him than what we saw in Ant-Man Quantumania and as Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania and as well as what we saw at the end of Loki season one. So like it's, I'm having this weird, like, uh, I don't know, uh, dissonance in my head right now about this. So his acting is tech heavy, but I do appreciate that all of the Kangs have felt very different as characters. Yeah. Um, Cool. Any other thoughts? Well, let's get into something spooky. Ooh. Oh. Uh, so we're going to do two things. We're going to pick costumes from this episode. What do you think you'd be most excited to see? What would be the best costume from this episode? And what would be the costume you would do? I mean, the, the best would be somebody pulling off Miss Minutes, I think. And well, I would full, do Miss Minutes and pull it off. So, <laughs> so <laughs> would you do a... The first part's right. How would you do the Miss Minutes? Are you... Because I think that I agree... I think the mannequin Miss Minutes would be the best. Go get like a uh, horrifying a leotard and just like covers your, your head, head and then paint the creepy Miss Minutes. You face. would look like the mascot from uh, Community, like the yeah, humans. Yeah, the, the the human being. The human being. Yeah, uh, I think that would be the best costume uh, if somebody pulled it off really, really well. I mean, also walking around as a in a giant cardboard. I was gonna Cylinder. say you, if you had like a if you had a sheet that was built around like some rigging you had on your body and then had like a light up projector underneath that would be able to like blow a face up. You right. could, I mean, I, there's definitely like you a, could make oh you could make a ghost Miss Minutes in seconds. There's like a well because like she was kind of ghostly in her larger than life transformation. I think her I think that would be the one that was the one that was like oh that would be fun to do and like I was tall enough that I'm like I just kind of throw a sheet on where we were like. A big like uh, big suit or something to like blow myself up. Would they even let you into bars? You're as too Mr. wide. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> would anyone want to fight you? They just get angry at you for being in the way. Yeah, definitely. Because you, ha- you have a lot of problems. You haven't felt what Miss Minutes feels like on the inside when That's I'm wearing I, the costume. She's a, warm. <laughs> I need a body to go obstruct people in a bar and prevent them from drinking. Uh, what cosplay would you do? I think I'd probably pick Ravona. 
Uh, I like her with the the old fashioned version of the boomstick. What are they called? The prune stick. The prunes. The prune <laughs> gun. <laughs> that sounds like the worst snack. Hey, ever. hand me that prune stick. I'm trying to make mm. a sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get those prune sticks with oats. I mean, um, let's face it. I'd probably just do Loki from that era. A nice suit, green tie. Yeah. 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 Uh, stuff I've mar- that already has my closet. You could walk around with like uh, handfuls of green glitter <laughs> to throw at people. Uh, that would make me very popular indeed. I would do. I liked. I don't know. I actually like Ravona's outfit. I think um, it just looks very cool. I'd probably buy it online. <laughs> I couldn't sell. <laughs> You'd pay $800 <laughs> <laughs> and then get a PVC pipe and paint it orange. Exactly. <laughs> um,. What it use? What would you did you? Yeah, I said I'd be wrong right. as well. All right, that shows you're listening. Yeah, well, you know, any other <laughs> costumes? Any other costume choices? All right, let's play on to X Men season five, episode three and four, Stormfront parts one and two. Let's talk about part one <laughs> so first. Many numbers. I know. Part one: Responding to an emergency weather alert, mutants are accused of causing. Storm is recruited by the actual Storm Causer, the alien Archon, to save his home planet. Polymachus. I feel like I fuck that name up constantly. Polymachus. 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 Polymery. Polyamory. Polymachus. So, obviously, the storm was yellow and purple. Clark, do your special powers have to match your clothes? Yeah, it's all brown. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shitty power. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm very skilled at pooping. It's very unfortunate that he controls the river color. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, the Potomac River color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's either shit or Potomac River. Um, Everyone remembers the world's biggest battle in D.C. that happened in the 90s, Storm versus the Washington Monument. (laughs) (laughs) So can we give them a little bit of credit for the fact that all the all the landmarks that they went to, I mean, it's a feature of DC. But Jefferson they are, Memorial, they had that. They're all right there. And yeah. the fact that she's flying around in that section, like, I'm glad that they kind of got that, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't Th- like she wasn't, like, at the National Cathedral, like, two minutes later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you remember, like, the first season where they were fighting near the Washington Monument, and then they were like, here's some random giant fucking buildings right there yeah. instead of being out in Roslyn? But that happened in this one, too. I don't know if it's, like, in most of them, but there is a cell where I think she's falling. And then, like, when she finally lands gets caught by Archon, there's just like a bunch of buildings like right on top of the Washington Monument. That's where they are. Just well, at least the they're, that's only it. And there were parts where like they're going up like a weird cl- hill and then there was that's all it was was Oh my god! Like yeah, they, well, they probably reused some of that cell that yeah, they had not? and just said, "Yeah, let's bring back." Wait, where could they go? The Washington <laughs> D.C. is really good. So let's she's she's flying around trying to control this uh, purple and yellow storm. And she gets electrocuted like 80 times <laughs> and then falls and is caught by a guy dressed like Hercules. And she kind of gets over being electrocuted by him specifically pretty quickly. He is the ultimate in gaslighting. He basically gropes and steals women against their will. He tells her like, no, 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 you got to fix this. You can definitely fix this. Pulls her right through a portal. Uh, Brent, would you let a hot man that can control the weather yes. take you through an interdimensional portal? Oh, no. With that hair, yes. With that voice, <laughs> with those pecs. God, I, if if I'm thinking about this honestly, really for real, it brings me so much anxiety to think about going through a portal, anywhere, because the reality that I might never return back home seems much more real to me than 
any other danger. Because of this episode. Oh, <laughs> you're like, this, this, this episode taught me something. This, this is my claustrophobia. <laughs> if Archon had a, a like dating profile, his first picture would him be him catching a big fish. Uh, and, and his bio would say he likes to do his own research. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about... Got a giant th- hole. <laughs> let's talk about those anal beads, though. They got... what? Do they have a specific what? power in the comics? Because the cartoon, they kind of just, just do whatever they want. just rips them off? Like, why does he even have them if they can just... <laughs> yeah. Pull them throw off. them around? They're weird little magnetized... There's no, there's no adhesion to them. They just pop off. Uh... My answer to that question is I don't really know or remember because I just don't like this character at all. Like he's such a like subpar Conan the Barbarian. Such a where did he come out in the eighties? Yeah, seventies, eighties. Like Clark, can you set some of the stage? It's it's one of the periods where you know when when um, Storm just kept being have someone fall in love with her and they kind of like destroy her mind for a little bit, like when Dracula. Yeah. It was it's just like Claremont was going through some shit. What peril is she going to get involved with? Some weirdly romantically quasi rapey. Yeah. Um. I will say Archon had a series in 2016 that was part of the Secret Wars. When, uh, oh. And it was the best Secret Wars comic. It was called Weird World. Weird World was very and good. Yeah, it was gorgeously drawn, written. I don't know. It's Jason Aaron d- writing it. And um, oh, Mike, uh, Mike Mundo. M- yeah, the art's beautiful. It is, you should fucking read it. 2016, I mm. was just looking at my list that I have a lot of lists. It was my number one comic in 2016 and number one character in 2016. And I thought nothing of him. Until this point. Yeah. Jason Aaron just did some like stuff with like really obscure characters, including Crystar, who that they made action yeah, figures about it back in the eighties. Who the so fuck is that? Exactly. <laughs> no, you read that it's like five issues, it's so good. Yeah. Um, you're all millennials, so you appreciate this. There's an ozone layer reference in the episode. <gasps> I know. Oh, yes. they closed that. <laughs> sort of. Oh, it's just a normal ozone layer, so yeah. Clark's pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> it's, still, it's still not perfect. Uh this this fluorocarbon what are they but it's like healed now right i mean there's are there there's a lot worse stuff it's, going on right now well it's much better yeah. once we banned those h whatever cps or whatever they're called hydrofluor <laughs> computers a, a, hydrofluorocarbons the stuff that came yeah it's bad a, shit like this we're stuff, not looking well, at you like crazy we don't dying. know the answer the, either the stuff the stuff that m- would have made adam's wigs much bigger <laughs> 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 we're all on they're like one. no banned it can't you're killing <laughs> You're the Aquanet us. like like spray can yeah. the spray hairspray thing. Nineties yeah, yeah. haircut so flat. You can't see it, but we're all on one side of the recording table. So every time Brent talks, all three of us look at him I, like he's I do at like, a I do like that on their planet, their ozone protection is a circle. Is a is a is like a Saturn ring. Like who's that protecting you from? I mean, this is stupid because it's a TV show, but also it's really fucking stupid. Well, I said it looks like the before. Make it, make it go around the fucking planet. Just draw a circle around the planet, not like a circle around the planet. No, no, you got to remember in this season, the animation got worse, and so they ran out of money, so they could only afford one circle. Well, so this is, is when <laughs> it wasn't bad yet. Oh, it's really? Still decent. Oh, it gets turns into a pile of shit. <laughs> oh, God. There's wor- it gets worse? Yes. It gets worse, yeah. I think what they're, what was, because I agree with you that it was like, wait, this still looks they weirdly look like almost themselves. somewhat better than some of the other scenes. I think what it's missing is some frames of animation, but like the actual, there's so, a lot more still. There's a lot, there. you can, mm-hmm. there's so many scenes in this particular episode, the first one, 
where people are talking, but they're not, their mouths, because they're behind oh, the cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so like it's when anime happens sometimes. Right, exactly. Except for this is Korean artists instead of Japanese artists. Well, uh, then there's only six more episodes left in this entire series. So then the really, really bad animated episodes were only a handful of episodes. It wasn't the full no, season. No, the entire show was badly animated. No, no, no. The <laughs> really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hundred yeah, some I'm, episodes sucked. I'm, 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 yes, I'm, I'm using degrees here. I know, y'all. I know. Uh, this is the most action Jubilee has gotten for quite some time. She's like full on character. She's walking around with Storm. Wearing a my, different outfit so, that does not, she should not be wearing. <laughs> my favorite part of this two parter is when she slams into that poor slave and then her and Storm just laugh about it. And this child like lying on the ground has to pick <laughs> itself up. up. Look it's at so us being so silly up. gooses. No. Oh. She literally fucking like just body checks her. This poor woman. <laughs> Because she's like, look at this gold silk. Look at the gold silk store. And then she gets a stuck on her head and then like, ha, 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 dead child. Dumb <laughs> bitch. Uh, but guess what? After one day and saving the planet, it's a wedding, y'all. Uh, yes, following the announcement of their marriage, Wolverine, Beast, Jubilee, and Cyclops process their own emotions while Storm dreams of a future without persecution. Archon's planets and energy transmitter hide horrifying secrets. Um, the amount of time Storm said that she loved somebody for having just met... Th- it seems like it's a day. It's not like she's there for very long, correct? We don't often talk about Storm's flaws. We just think of her as being an icon, but her choice in men is atrocious. She picks bad guys, and you're like, they're always... Don't do this, Storm. Well, I mean, Forge, in the comics, Forge is after of her powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. T'Challa was kind of not great to her, uh, but he's a good dude. Uh, Archon, obviously, a piece of shit. Who else has she dated? Bishop for a hot second. Oh, God. Wolverine for a hot second. They just fucked. Hey, that's still something. Yeah, that's still something. It is. There is a... Well, and, like, obviously... Yuriko. (laughs) Yuriko. Yukio. Yukio. Yukio was good. I like Yukio. I listen, people. I think the thing is, is that they use... They use Storm because Storm has a lot of normal agency and is a very powerful character... They always pair her with like douchey Machiavellian men, essentially. Maybe it could be like, uh, like the old cliche. It's like, why is this like amazing individual falling for these total chodes? It's because maybe she doesn't realize her own worth. She don't love herself. That's yeah, what that's what. <laughs> Thank you, RuPaul. I want her to fall in love with just a complete fucking nice guy, actual nice guy. That's what's happening in the comics right now, Next Men Red. Yeah, yeah, that man who will never be used again. Uh, I, I was like thinking like the astronaut. I oh, I was, I was like, right, like, I can barely. Well, now even that Ewing's think leaving, that. they're not yeah. gonna use this guy. I, I was thinking of like Beak, like a real. <laughs> He's like loser. Beak's married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like someone like Storm that. just oh, like, like steals I'm, a, I'm, a weird bird, twenty-five <laughs> year old guy. I want guy. her to look at that some nice gremlin and go, "I'm gonna break that." <laughs> <laughs> I want her to get with Woofer from those few episodes of issues of X Men. Oh he, God, uh, Woofer! <laughs> he's gonna star. He's gonna star in everything. From there you on. go. Sure. Uh, Kaylin, would you leave your friends and family behind yes. for a precursor <laughs> Rick and Morty world? Yes. No, I. Uh, they build I would. you. They build you a statue day one. <laughs> are you genuinely? Are you reconsidering like staying? I mean, I'm not mad. I'm not I mad. I mean, the, 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 the slaves built it. That's not she, great. But but she thought they were servants. They thought they were she, they were getting paid. <laughs> that she that also just has makes, people assault. That also makes Storm a classist. That she's like, yeah, well, no, they're getting paid like pennies and they're eating on the floor. <laughs> their but health like, care is pretty good. <laughs> Have you seen their 401k? I'm genuinely at this point. 
if I'm in her scenario, I'm still worried. Like, are there portals home? Can <laughs> I thought you just are there portals anywhere? Where where is the portal? Because I need to make sure that that's always there. Um, how much would we all work to stop each other's nuptials to random hot aliens? I would do nothing to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I would be the guy in uh, the wedding when the officiant's like, is there anybody here who like objects to this? You know, I'm like, immediately I'd be like, yes, who, I object. Who am I in this scenario? Am I like Jubilee who learns at the same time as Storm? Or am I like Beast and all them who learn earlier? You're, You're one, one of those red robots that shoot everybody. Oh, <laughs> well, then I'm greeting people yeah. as they walk into the wedding. Oh, uh, please, Robo Usher, yes. thank you. <laughs> They're uh, like those. They were. They had like tens of thousands of robots just in that one city. And I love that this is supposed to be a planet. And they just all they do is like this is just the headquarters. Like this is fine. This is everything. This is also an indication of I before like the Krakoan age. I the only time I liked like X Men in space was when the Shi'ar was involved. Mm. Like sometimes the Brood, sure, but yeah. like. Uh, when it when it's uh, all like other like quasi like alien fake, societies, fake Rome, space Rome. That's yeah. what, so that's what it's weird <laughs> yeah, to me. I, I forgot like that. that this was even a he was even an alien. This was like a space thing. I thought they got transported to a different fucking timeline zone, whatever. Like I'm like, why do different they different time? They're in the Pacific time. But it was zone. like, why yeah. are why are they dressed like Romans and then they have spaceships? Like this yeah, there's a make bunch of sense. people who look like they're from North Dakota <laughs> and they're supposed to be representing like an ancient Greek planet <laughs> where like, they've got advanced technology but no shirts or shoes. It's the Star Trek method of doing Alien Worlds. It's like we d- we ran out of a budget, so we're just like reusing no. of sets like from other so shit. You're a furry loincloth? Yeah, exactly. S- speaking of the idea of slaves versus servants, uh, Storm didn't happen to see the sign for the slave pits that uh, Archon <laughs> shouts about. He's like, throw them in the slave pits. I know. She, like, like, I mean, like, you meet servant pits, honey. We use servants now. Yeah. Servants is the word. Okay, I think Storm was gaslighting herself, okay? <laughs> like, it wasn't just Archon. It was herself. She's like, she wanted to get banged out by this hot piece of tail and be a queen and have statues built to her. They do give it basic motivation in the sense that Wolverine very quickly tries to exposit, like, uh, you remember when she was a god in Africa, and pff, look at her now. She's really turning up here again. But I think that was a gre- really probably the best part of the episode because it was a smart observation. It's like she had this in her, and it took the professor to be like, no, 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 no. Like, you're an amazing person, and you're an amazing, you have amazing powers. You can help humanity, uh, but like she had, she literally has a goddess complex because she was a goddess. Is this what happens? She when wants we tell to be her? a queen everywhere. She's like queen of Mars basically right now, and yeah, and Archon's queen, Dracula's queen. I was gonna say, is this what happens when we tell hot people that can be smart and make an impact too? Yes, they they use you the power of the, the storms to ignore yeah. slavery. <laughs> But uh, since you brought up uh, X-Men Red, I really do think that Al Ewing watched this episode and says, I can do this better. And I think, like, took, like, some of the elements of, like, Storm being transported to a different planet and, like, having to be their monarch or part of their ruling class and really make a compelling story out of it. That's right. why X-Men Red's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, because she's, it's, ag- it's basically like, what if... Storm was actually the character she is in this sequence, which normally doesn't happen because they obviously played her very stupid. I love that what if. 
<laughs> what if this character is that character? Well, no, but you know what I mean? No, I'm saying from this episode. But what if it was good? It's, I mean, that's, yeah, they go, yeah. what if, there we go. What Call back. Yeah. Listen to our what if episode <laughs> for 300. <laughs> I've got a really good one. Uh, anything else on this wonderful two-parter that should die in a tire fire? I also, if you're a Storm fan, you have to be annoyed. Like, Adam, you're the biggest Storm stan on this episode. You must have been pissed. This entire episode had me yelling at my television the entire time. It was so aggravating. What's weird is the television yelled back, <laughs> baby, stop taking drugs. It's, Storm <laughs> just kept looking at the screen going, I love him, though. I love him, though. So I don't think if I was in this show, Storm would be my friend. I think she'd be too cool for me. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I don't think I'd, I would be close enough with her to be like, pull her aside and be like, girl, you're going crazy. But stop you're one it. Of the, but you're one of the X-Men in this. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think she, well, I don't think she dishes with the Beast, for example. The only well, one that wants to be his friend is Gambit. Well, yeah. and you saw how she was like, shut up, Scott. Like, when they broke in, she's like, Scott, what are you doing here? Whereas Jubilee, like, I actually appreciate because she met her right at the first episode. They had yeah. like, a good conversation at the beginning. So it is like a very fun pull through that they would be friends because I don't think like a Jubilee it's Rogue the, it's conversation. It's the kitty. It's the, the kitty. It's the kitty pride of yeah. it all. Jubilee is playing the kitty pride role, and kitty pride became like Storm's friend I'd, very, very quickly. I'd wait till the wedding had started, and then I'd be collecting stuff from the gift table and be like. <laughs> The servants are slaves. We gotta get out of here. I'm just like you're getting like a, you're getting a new blender. Slave? That's just wrong. Someone open that portal. This is just well wrong. that well and there were gonna be a bunch because my favorite was the excuse for all those ships flying off planet to go to Belgania was oh they're bringing they're getting wedding gifts. <laughs> 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 it's the weirdest excuse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else on any of our MCU TV shows? Yeah, let's get spooky on this one. Woo! Oh, spooky. Oh, my God. Sorry, wow. Jesus Christ. I scared myself. Uh, what's What would be the best costume and what would be uh, the one you'd do? I would do a couple's costume with my roommate's dog where she's Jubilee with the yellow thing. You know, like a yellow <laughs> blanket Aww. when dogs like get crazy because they have a blanket over their head or they just freeze up. And I would play that poor servant that got or slave that got knocked over and just kind of like drag myself around. <laughs> Just who, who are you? Oh, I'm the servant from season five. You remember? Uh, episode three and four. And this dog that's scared to death right now is yeah. Jubilee destroying me. That's a very cute couple's costume. Um, Akron is definitely the that. easiest. Akron, yeah. <laughs> Ohio. Akron, Ohio is where we're going to be recording next. Come yeah. visit us. I just go as his furry diaper. That's it. Okay. He, yeah, well, uh, that's the easiest outfit to do, but the real one that I would love to is be the energy transmitter. (laughs) 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 That's going to have a Miss Minutes issue, too. Yeah, Yeah. well, you just wear like a hula hoop, and then sometimes you put spikes on the, you have two hula hoops. You change back and forth, and you just shake around. Uh, No, 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 you just be the planet with like the, 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 like fucking hula hoop around you. A giant sphere with a. Sparkly hula hoop. No, that's the ozone. <laughs> it's like the ozone. Can I? In that it's getting a, better. And there's one giant hole in it. So, uh, speaking of that, I have a very sad but funny story from my wayward youth. Uh, when I was much younger, one of my first gay friends uh, was this guy who was very, very plus size. He was a bigger dude, weighed over 300 pounds. And uh, he was talking about Halloween the previous year. And he was like, oh, yeah, we decided to do like costumes very, very like last minute. Went to like Target, got stuff. And I was like, oh, like, what were you? And he was like, oh, I was Neptune. And I was like, the planet? 
And he was like, no, the Roman god, Kalen. And everybody just looked at me and couldn't stop laughing. He was so angry. Why would you? I would never think of Neptune the god first. I would if he said if he said Poseidon like I would have been like oh yeah the the Greek god that is an incorrect mark but this is where you just whatever the person says if you don't see is go uh huh (laughs) I I never use Roman mythology names they're stupid they are dumb uh the Greek ones are the more accurate ones in my opinion but it was just one of those like inadvertent reads of somebody making fun of their I didn't mean to do it I didn't mean to make fun of their size but I but I did accidentally and. You learned something I, that day. No, I, I <laughs> forgot about it until just now. I think you were in the right. No. No one would ever think of the fucking Roman god. Sure, but, but maybe also, don't compare a person I, who might be on a larger scale not size his fault. to a planet. If, yeah. if it was me and you said that, I, I, would, I would also think I that's, was the planet. I would go as the planet. It's a tough moral conundrum because it's also like, yeah, what if he and his friends were all going as planets? Yeah, I literally, when you were telling that story, I thought everyone went as like a celestial body. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see that my, re- my if ever see it's that you guys are problematic because you're imposing the weight issue on this when people can just dress mm, as the planets. No, babe, it's called intent versus impact. And if this person obviously seemingly was very upset, yeah, it doesn't but I'm matter saying where it, it came from. Well, sure, I agree with all that. But what I'm saying is, from the Kalen's sentence perspective, is that he did not know, he did not have a good basis to determine God versus planet. I think he's. I think, Caitlin, you're not a hero in the story. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I'm not a villain either. No, this is my... Th- you go... If you don't... When you started calling him Neptune for the next three years, that's when you became... No, I called him Uranus, meaning my anus. I don't get it. Just go full stealth and just go, I don't like uh-huh, that. cool, Ooh. I love it. And then just walk on to someone else's conversation. <laughs> More details are not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I know why a lot of our conversations have ended. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Um, all right, let's are you get still friends? Yeah, yeah, we're good. still good friends. Okay. Yeah, let's get on with the issues. Our weekly recap of all things X. This week we have Miss Marvel number three, Dark X Men number three, Alpha Flight number three, Uncanny Avengers number three, Jean Grey number three, Uncanny Spider Man number two, and Realm of X. Get this, uh, three. <laughs> God, Uncanny Spider Man number two. Why can't you be more like Realm of R- X number three? Exactly. Um, no, no, no. All right, let's start with Dark X Men number three. We've got Steve, friend of the pod, Steve Fox, and Jonas Scar- Sharf. Newly codenamed Faint takes center stage as she, along with Madeline, Alex, and Zero Albert, attempts to contact uh, Marisol Guerra, aka Creep, and save more mutants. How did you say contact? Contact. 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 Gambit. Gambit, Azazel, M-Plate, and Maggot attempt to save the Morlocks from the recently dead, newly transformed Archangel of Death. Um, we finally got a little bit of M-Plate, at least in the Krakoa universe. Um, Explaining you, his whole deal? Yeah. Did you like I it? I liked it. Uh, well, we were always questioning why the hell, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Krakoa kept just like shoving weird monsters to attack people all the time. So the fact that they didn't use them after basically the first run of X-Men that yeah. Hickman did, I guess that makes sense if um, Implate is cu- stopping that. I liked uh, the callback to like New Mutants number one, like when Hickman wrote it and Rod Rice was drawing it, where you saw um, M with like the little like you know like transformed like kids, but you saw it from Implate's like perspective. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice nice little callback there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Emplet, like, you know, is one of those, like, he's a fine villain. He's, a, I think, a cooler visual than a character, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I appreciated a little bit of, like, the just a, a, a touch on, on his backstory. Uh, backstory vis-a-vis Krakoa. 
Uh, Havoc's Goblin King came back just in time for spooky season. Kaylin, did you jerk off to this panel? I refuse to answer that question, and the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, whatever happened to Callisto after the Marauder? Like, obviously, we know she's here, but like. She just went back to hang out with the. With. Uh, like with out. the Morlocks in Scottsdale, Arizona. But did they ever have a real scene where she gave up? No. She like renounced the rights of the Bla- Hellfire. I just don't think they talked about the Hellfire trading, uh, trading company, company that much right. afterwards. It just was like almost like kind of dropped, and now you have Wilson Fisk as the White King of the the yeah. new Hellfire Club. The card I masturbated to is when Sack got shot with that arrow. Hot. It was hot. Brent, did like you the penetration involved, and I he just did like a sound. Think I did. If, if it was Glob Herman, I was jerking off to. <laughs> then when you just he got, got confused when he got shot in the throat with an arrow. I'm like, yes. Well, yeah, wait, that was that, Which arrow? Well, sorry, what was that character? Sack, the guy that has like a little skeleton yes, head, yeah, but he's yeah, got yeah, blue goo yeah. around him. Okay, yeah. so that's Sack. Yeah. That's not Glob Herman. What the fuck he's is that? He's blue. Like yeah, I can see he's yeah, blue. Yeah, Glob's not on I his. know Glob is pink, but... This is how Brent finds out he's colorblind. <laughs> Who the fuck... Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Who the fuck and is character Sack? blind, apparently. Sack is, is, a, is a Morlock. He's a Morlock. Why isn't he... Why isn't he with Glob <laughs> why Herman? Why are you so upset? He because so he upset. should be hanging out with Glob. They... Listen, well, when Glob they're, they're is not on screen, all the characters should be talking about Glob. Right? I, don't, I don't know. He's like a 30-year-old. He's going to hang out with like a 16-year-old kid all the time. Yes. All right. Hey, have you, you read I, X-Men comics? You and I have this very specific condition. We should like talk. I don't know. Help your fucking bone community, asshole. The organization of inside out people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're both made of biowax. Do you need to like learn how to shave or something maybe glob is really self-loathing and doesn't like other people like him have you thought about that nah glob has a lot of self-esteem no self-esteem but also self-loathing mm, it's like a like a like a gay person who says faggot i don't know how to yes and this <laughs> yeah um a thousand dollars to anyone who can recite the dead the morlock shanty yeah. by heart <laughs> Shit. Yo, ho, yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. I got it wrong. Pretty close. Pretty close, Brent. Uh, we went on the water and fought some guy. He had some wings and no fucking eyes. His face was gold and his blades were sharp. <laughs> All my friends are dead and I lost my heart. Well, I'm Zach. I'm Sack. My name is Sack. It's Sack. It's Sack. I'm blue, not Globberman. <laughs> that's that's wait, not bad. That's we know you it. made this up on the spot because you did not know who that character <laughs> was when this podcast started. You see, what I do is a part of the creative process is I take the things that I hear in and add them in some way. Just move on. Stop letting me talk. What did y'all think about? No, they we're staring across the room. What did you all think about the lack of gates across Mexico? I thought that was a really interesting add to. Um, very, very. It's an interesting, like, kind of uh, cultural, like, not geopolitical, but like a cultural, like, sort of, um, I don't know, t- like, is there, is there xenophobia? Is there racist? Yeah. yeah, commentary is a good way to put it. Wouldn't then they talk about that there was one main gate in Russia? Yeah. So what's the difference? Well, Russia was against Krakoa. Yeah, but it's Mexico much, was much, not. much, much, much larger. Well, I, I think it's just ba- I think they're just making a comment of it's bad. Yeah, everywhere. I get that. Well, yeah, and particularly for this, and I think I agree with you, Kale. And I'm like, if you have a supportive country of Krakoan amnesty or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I don't it. think there was any hostilities between Mexico no. and Krakoa. I don't know what don't the so. the population distribution is in Mexico, but in Russia, it's like all on the left side. The population distributes you. 
What? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> I like that. Uh, good. Is your secondary mutation Yakov Smirnoff? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking blow me. <laughs> that was so stupid. Uh, she still got it. Um, <laughs> oh my god. There we go. All right. Uh, anything else on Dark X Men number three? What you uh, guys like? What you not like? Well, I was just thinking back to our interview with Steve um, earlier this month. Listen to that episode. That's a plug right there uh, about how um, uh, issues three and four. Why are you telling me? Like, I don't know what a plug is. (laughs) I'm I'm just looking at you. I'm not. I'm just. That's and that's how you plug, Brent. Gotcha, baby. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know where to go with this. Uh, But how Steve was talking about how uh, issues three and four really like we set up the world. Like you know, there's been rising action now. Like the like shit's gonna hit the fan and shit. Has hit the fan. There's mm-hmm. a lot of fan shitting happening. <laughs> um, yeah, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, moving yeah, on. Yeah, that's really great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let, well, and Chasm's back. Last big reveal. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are yeah. we expecting to see? Who is he going to kill first? There's one. So what I find interesting is in the book, there's an X on the front of the character panel because Archangel's dead. Yeah. Are we presuming that? Well, I guess there is no other. Somebody's got to be dead right? at some point. It was just very funny to me that like they started that X and I'm like, are there going to be more? And oh, the answer well, is no. No, because this is the next one's the last, <laughs> last issue. <one>. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just uh, big check marks and everybody else. Uh, seriously. All right, let's talk Alpha Flight number three. Ed Brisson, Scott Godlewski. It's the mutants of Alpha Flight versus Orcus's newest box sentinels for the fate of feedback. The remainder of the team continues to feel guilt over their cover, and meanwhile, the young mutants of Krakoa North grow restless, and Nemesis's identity is revealed. Nemesis is Heather. Heather is Nemesis. What do we think? So uh, when we talked about, I think, uh, issue two, Clark and I were both like, it's got to be Heather Hudson. That's <laughs> well, we the said, only where the fuck is she? Well, that, but it's also like she's the only one that makes sense, and it would also be a pretty mm-hmm. boring reveal. It was kind of a boring reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you figured, uh, we figured that was going to happen, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it was like, I like the series. I like this issue. It just was like, Oh yeah, I was expecting this. If it was anybody else, I'd have been like, "Oh, that's quite the swerve." But like, like Heather being such a big part of Alpha Flight, like, of course, of course, she was going to be Nemesis. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Who's I, Heather Hudson, Brent? Heather, she I, was founder of the Philadelphia Hudson. <laughs> it was a nailed it. It was a high school hockey team. Mm. <laughs> end, end of thought. Uh, <laughs> How well did they do at states? Not well. I mean, obviously, they're going up against a bunch of other teams. They like got to make it to regionals. The St. Louis Oilers. They've got the Pen- the uh, the North Pennsylvania <laughs> Penguins. Go, someone else, please talk. Well, Adam, what do you think Adam, about Argent just like deciding to leave? I Argent. think you mean somewhere morons. No, I don't want to say that. <laughs> um, that was me when I was a kid. And fuck you, it's your name is worse now. I didn't. I mean, it was. I think it's interesting that it does make sense of people feeling in captivity, even if they're they're being protected. What I the spinoff of that for me is what is they're kind of like go to Chandler, go to Chandler. Number one, do you think they're actually going to make it? And number two, is there going to be some sort of weird mutant community on Chandler that we can get a series out of for you know mutants in space again? I would like that. I would like some more like high intrigue uh, with the Shi'ar and some mutants having. It it would feel very much like uh like refugees coming to a different land and how like society deals with it, and especially like what's happening right now in our modern day society is like you have people in Chicago and New York and other big cities who are ostensibly very liberal until like they're 
their own like back they're very nimby their own backyard gets a little displaced mm. and like how they start reacting uh to you know sort of a changing demographic in their surroundings having a storyline about uh mutant refugees i think could be pretty interesting and poignant yeah they're not gonna do it though correct <laughs> well but if they ta- I, I was wondering because then, then they used to have a um that was actually uh Veronica hudson's <laughs> stop talking you said it to yourself <laughs> couldn't they have like an imperial like would it sell better if it was like an imperial guard crop no. like kind none, of n- none of that would sell well none okay. of it like would sell like you would I'm need trying. to have wolverine front and center for it to sell well um i did appreciate the line of like whether you want to go to war with them they declared war on you which i think is a great kind of like yeah get the fuck up and do something i also um, liked the callback with feedback in marauders and like he cloned yes. himself i think that was a really nice little bit of continuity um oh my god brent you haven't been doing your duty so we'll do dark x-men and alpha flight no, together no no no. i was waiting until the end oh okay so cool. you can pick across them all right yeah I, I thought about it all right well thank you for confirming that with me let's get on to uncanny avengers number wait three. are we not going to talk about department h the h stands for hudson fucking <laughs> 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 bitch uncanny <laughs> avengers number three jerry duggan emilio liso modok Phalong, and stasis scheme while captain krakoa remains at large with a nuclear bomb and Captain America gives an impassioned speech as the rem- at the remnants of the X-Men's treehouse. And everyone got up, and they all started clapping for <laughs> Captain America because he said the true right thing. Even but, fucking Psylocke was getting and wet. And the dumb atheist professor didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> they said, why don't you teach the class, Captain America? <laughs> uh, Monet and Pietro go shopping and face off against the Fenris twins. Ben Urich realizes that the one human witness to the gala still alive is none other than a kingpin. Uh, did you like the call to Rogue and Quicksilver of like, everybody follow me, keep up. And Quicksilver's like, fuck you, bitch. I can run pretty fast. <laughs> that was funny. I like that. I, I, what did you all think of M and Quicksilver? Like, I like, loved it. Partially because they've got such weird history in um, X Factor. Yeah. Where mm. it's kind of like, I hate you. But no, I don't know. I just liked I, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I, <laughs> you I, kiss I, stupid. I, 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 I want M to fuck somebody, and she hasn't had anything for ages. Yeah, so she's gonna, she's gonna fuck the guy that comes really quick. This had big gay couple energy. <laughs> like, oh, these two people have very strong personalities. And they're kind of assholes. And they're kind of assholes. And then you like allow them to be on their own for like thirty seconds, and they're like. Should we have sex right that now? Is, yeah. That is. Yeah. No, you're whoa, right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, I'm already in you. It's a gay couple, gay couple that collides and crashes and burns like two oh months later. God. The building is literally collapsing right now. Yeah. Okay. Which one of their Which one of them is gonna like dye their hair, hair blonde after the breakup? I, li- I did actually. <laughs> I literally met. I think it's Sam. I met he this dies couple. It, he dies in a darker color. Yeah. <laughs> I did meet this couple at Fire Island, and it was not pretty. Um, <laughs> who was their third? Thankfully, they did not. Well, they were probably going to take one of those fighting. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, Kingpin's reveal. What do you think is going to happen there? Anything? I like Kingpin being the unreliable ally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it is such an interesting idea. You know, the enemy of my enemy being my friend is not always the right way to go in strategy. Like you do it like for like kind of your in, like your intermediate like in- immediate or intermediate goals, but yeah. for your long term goals. It is very, very bad news bears, and they are definitely like kind of playing up that this he's a bad dude, like he's a menace unto himself. Once they deal with Orcus, they're gonna have to deal with him and the fact that he's taken over the Hellfire Club. <laughs> I was thinking because he was mayor, I'm like, this is like someone 
needing to use Rudy Giuliani to like solve something in court. <laughs> Except <laughs> yeah. there was one human there. <laughs> And it was Rudy Giuliani. No. <laughs> I love that. That's the mayor you go to. Of all the mayors that's in New York, well, they've had four like, mayors. Who, who was the... like the biggest asshole, yes. basically? Like. Uh, when <laughs> there was one human at the Hellfire Gala, it was Bill de Blasio. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bloomberg is yes. hanging out in the background. Oh, my God. Um, so can we talk a little bit about Steve Rogers' speech? Yes. Yes. Uh, I liked the intent. I didn't like the execution. It was not to me. There was like so much of it that was very much Captain America, and so much that was absolutely not Captain America. The white man abusing power in order to get attention to be the <laughs> one who says the powerful <laughs> speech was very much not Captain America. Yeah, it was white savior, one hundred percent. And you can't have him say, "I would fire anyone from the Avengers for doing this," and then act like he's the hero for doing it. Fuck right. you. I think that's bad. Yeah. It was a better speech than the first epi- issue, excuse me, of the original Uncanny Avengers series. Oh, well, that <laughs> where is... Where we're having, is like, I don't want to be called a mutant, blah, 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 like I'm a fucking mess. Well, yes, that is the worst thing in a comic almost ever. Can I... How would you feel about this change? He does all the same stuff and says, I would fire, I would fire someone on my team if they did this. So I am stepping down as yeah. captain of the event of the Avengers and I'm making Rogue the captain. I would have liked that. That's pretty cool. Look well, at me. You I are w- the captain I now. I wish that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you chose Psylocke and I remember Brent too. Duggan? Yeah. Is that you? <laughs> yeah. Brent Duggan, my brother, <laughs> Jer. Needs to fix this. Uh, anything else on Uncanny? Uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying it. I think it's, yeah. a, fine, it's a fine it's a fine series. I definitely like I think it was the probably one of the best ones this week. Another best one is Uncanny Spider-Man number two. So good. Simon Spurrier, Lee Garbelt. Following her fall from X, Mystique's memory is a bit of a fuzzy elf. Eh? Following that, her face is off against Rhino, Orcas, as well as Silver Sable's Power Rangers, and we learn more about what caused Kurt to kill those officials in Legion of X. I love how horny Silver Sable got around him. She's like, you must have like pheromones powers. She's yeah. like, he's like, no, that's I not don't. one of my powers. You, you knew that was gonna happen from the reveal in the compl- first issue. They're gonna fuck. She's compl- not a bad person. They're gonna fuck completely. But it was still very satisfying. Is that oh, yeah. in character for Silver Sable? Like, what's her yeah, normal yeah, personality? Yeah. I mean, okay. she likes she likes to fuck. She, yes, she likes she, she, she fucks. She and um, Spider Man had a thing like five years ago, yeah. four years ago. That's why I figured. Like, I'm like, it also makes. I mean, the minute that they were, I knew that they Spider Man and her had like had flings and stuff, and so I was like, oh, I I know that she would have sexual energy, especially towards Spider Man. So, but I was actually like, oh, she's really getting horned up fast. This is, yeah, I don't know. This might be the most graphic (laughs) sexual nightcrawler panel since wanting to bone Logan, but she is literally holding his tail like it's a dildo. And And she's like, oh, it's so soft. It's so soft. It's so soft. soft. And yet I thought it's so hard as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The only thing I did, I mean, again, that's why I was like, is it the character is like in the character's like ethos? Because I found it so funny that she's like such a hard bitch for running the mission. And then all of a sudden she finds one long dicked (laughs) nightcrawler. And she's like, wait a minute. She leans in. The missions don't make any sense anymore. I know. (laughs) I love that she was like fantasizing about his neck. It's yeah, very much that's very specific. Well, it's very flea bag actually. Yeah. Is when uh, she falls in love with a priest and she's like talking about his arms. It's like she's like his neck, and then he turns around and, and he goes, "Did you say my neck?" When he re- like, oh, realizes when he realizes yeah, that she's breaking she's the talking, fourth wall yeah. and like talking to the audience. Ooh, that's a good callback. 
Um, Kurt and Mystique had a wonderful conversation. Mystique's brain is fucked. That's fine with me. I mean, that's going to pop up in X-Men yeah. Blue. Yeah. So that's obviously like a lead-in. You got Dagger showing up for no reason on I a scooter. Like that I a like lot. it just to connect the fact that they aren't X-Men, or excuse me, mutants, and they always mix them back and forth for the last uh, 25, 30 years. Yeah. It's pretty easy to run into superheroes in the fucking yeah. park. Yeah. <laughs> you throw a fucking stone and you hit three. It's X-Men. <laughs> I'm in Marvel. Everyone's everywhere in New in, York. In New York, exactly. Like, it's the what's the thing about like the it's the world outside your your window yeah. right this but it's like literally everything outside your window is super powered right now Jesus Christ yeah Brent, I love would, it would you go would you do Arcus Project Lou Corgos <laughs> what is that what it's pronounced <laughs> what Lying was that Corgos? what are you saying Project Like Corgos was the fucking the thing on top of Rhino's head. Would I do it? Yeah. <laughs> would, you just, would you just put your dick yeah, in that like, <laughs> would, you put up, would you put would it up I? your hole? It's Is a simple question, Brett. Would you do it or not? <laughs> I, I think it's a pretty complicated question. <laughs> what? Would you do it or not? <laughs> yes or no? Wanna t- <laughs> yeah, yes and... <laughs> Perfect. What is? I don't... <laughs> you fucking idiot. I, I don't know. I don't know what... I didn't even read that fucking... <laughs> Well, and, that, and that's what I did. Lycorgos, I knew you didn't read it, so Lycorgos I made sure. was a legendary lawgiver of Sparta. He's credited with establishing a military-oriented reformation of Spartans. Oh, well, that is a good reference. Uh, what's it got to do with this, though? It's literally the overpowering of Rhino and Nightcrawler and right. killing people. Yeah. Um, I've always been, uh, in the last couple of years, just like annoyed that they keep rehabilitating then unrehabilitating rhino rhino so much so when i saw him in this thing and he was being a monster for like the first a third half and i was like god damn it please just make him be mind controlled or something because i just can't stand the back and forth yeah and at least they're connecting it to other mind control stuff that's happened to kurt so good he's not a piece of shit again Uh, uh, i'm sorry uh again this is such a great example size barrier write solo characters Mm -hmm. team books are not your strength solo character you fucking murder it you slay solo characters so well i'm disappointed that this isn't an ongoing series because i think it's very good yeah i would love to see like a nightcrawler series moving forward with him writing it but only a spider-man doing low level <laughs> yes exactly as as people yes. are jerking his tail off <laughs> yeah. yes horny horny nightcrawler this was Spider-Man. a very horny like mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. yeah I, I read uncanny both uncannies back to back and i was like everyone's just fucking well <laughs> i had to pause for five minutes <laughs> in between <laughs> i was walking down the street minutes, masturbating wow. yeah yeah. I only need three. Uh, let's talk Jean Grey number three, Luis Jones Simonson and Bernard Chang. It's a Wonderful Life. Jean Grey continues with Jean and possibly a psychically projected Madeline reliving Inferno. And what if Jean and Scott discovered Christopher, a.k.a. Nathan, a.k.a. Cable, before he was kidnapped? What was weird about reading this is I recently reread uh, on Marvel Unlimited. They put all the 80s and 90s what ifs on there. Mm-hmm. And so they had what if the X-Men lost Inferno. And in that... Uh, Madeline Pryor ends up being getting in a romantic relationship with Sim and they end up ruling like this demonic earth. And so it was weird reading that and then reading this uh, about like what Madeline does in this sort of divergent timeline for lack of a better term. Mm. But I love Inferno so much. So I just very much enjoyed it. And I liked the, um, the uh, continuity with immortal X-Men because you see like hope and like Exodus, they're like in the white hot room. It's clear that Gene is there as well, so they are, what? they are, they are crossing, or they are thinking about these books being in the same place. 
So instead of saying how much I hate this series, I'm wondering where it's headed. I like, are we, is this, you know, we, Gene was in a fine place mentally before this. Are yeah. Th- like they're rehabilitating a character that was already rehabilitated. Is this heading towards the fact that she's going to go in full on Phoenix again? Because every single one of these so far is how she reacts to the Phoenix. That's a great question. It is an interesting double dip. I agree with you that I'm like, Triple wait, dip. We, yeah, but it was like, we just, yeah, I think you're spot on. It was like, we just had this character. I'm enjoying it, but I also I th- I'm hoping it's more just of an exposition to getting her to resurrect back through the right hot room to close out this fall of X stuff. I mean, they're setting her up as like the Deus Ex Machina mm. save everybody uh, again, towards, again, <laughs> yeah. towards towards the fall. Never I mean, had that before. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I think they're. I mean, that's what it is. I hope they're not going like her Take being the host bad. for the Phoenix again. Oof. And I hope they're not trying to make her like batshit again. I do like to Clark's point. I like the fact that she's. Such a more interesting character being just, you know, being like kind of at peace with herself. Reading this, I made me wonder how much my dislike of older storylines is a function of like just the art itself. Uh, You know, there's a lot of conventions that have changed as far as the storytelling goes, like the amount people monologue and, you know, set up particular art art using using art to tell the story versus using words. Right. And I think that this like retroactive look at the Inferno event made me like the Inferno event more because it's probably in part because it didn't didn't have all the cornball this car is biting my leg. Oh wackity schmackity do. <laughs> uh oh watch out for that lamppost. Uh that instead it's focused on the, what this actually means for the characters. I, yeah. I like the Inferno story more because of this That's good. revisit. Yeah. If an X-Men character's catchphrase was wackity smackity do, who, <laughs> which X-Men would it be? It, it, if it's not it Warlock. It can't be Warlock. Can't be Warlock. <laughs> it's Beast. Okay. That works. Wackity smackity. Arc- no, Morph. Ar- arcade. Mm, that's pretty good. Nah, yeah. you guys are trapped in my game. Wackity smackity do. Um, all right. Anything else on Jean Grey? No. Nope. Miss Marvel number three, Sarbir Pirzada and Iman Velani. Carlos Gomez is artist. Miss Marvel delves into her psyche for answers when her fanfic turned fantastic, Dr. Surfer, uh, while Bruno protects her from Orcus. Dr. Natika releases a new mutant virus and shows Omega Sentinel who is really in control. Dr. Natika is such an amazing character. I fucking love that she turned the tables on Omega Sentinel. That was, great. <laughs> that was phenomenal. It it makes their relationship really interesting, and I just yeah, it just adds a lot more health to the villains than just I'm a lowly scientist, and maybe I'll turn it around at the end kind of thing. Right. It also uh, does not, you know, I like the crossover that's existed with making sure that Emma's sticking around in multiple storylines, that Tony stuck around in multiple storylines. Yeah. But that this still tries to connect a real plan to uh, Miss Marvel, I think, is great. Hey, if you can get the psychics, our biggest target, that would be super useful. How do I make you fit into the larger story of the fall of X? Yeah. It's an interesting Trojan horse virus, although I, I mean, I, I like the, what's that called? Like the authenticity of the idea of like, well, her anxiety will definitely make her accept this because she's a teenager. But it was sort of like, is why wouldn't you just have a more fail-safe plan of how it's going to enter her? <laughs> Well, I thought was interesting is, you know, we talked about this last week with the news from New York Comic Con of, like, what's going to happen with the X-Books. And the image that uh, Mark Brooks drew, that was the, the promo image, Miss Marvel wasn't on there. I just thought about that. Oh. Mm. She's got to get out. She's done with it. Anything else on Miss Marvel? 
Uh, just a very enjoyable series. Yeah. I mean, next issue, we're going to get her MCU powers. Yeah. At the oh, end, at the yeah, end when, really when they were that. about to be fucking electrocuted themselves to death, she's going to immediately shove up that weird purple wall yeah, thing. Yeah, that will be a by death. <laughs> yeah. um, All right, let's wrap up with Realm of X number three, Turin Grunbeck and Diogenes Neves. The Battle of Anaheim heats up with Saturnine's attempts to bring her force through dimensional portals growing, magic-finding curse, and the death of a key leader. Everybody, can we pour one out for Trabin, who nobody gives two fucks pour, about? Pour one out for this <laughs> series. <laughs> it is it is universally panned, uh, which I feel really kind of bad about. Uh, I mean, intent-wise, there are some good ideas. It's just it's falling flat on the they execution. They did nothing with Vanaheim. It's just like random it's no um, ones. Great Tublaroo, whatever his name was you just said. It's a... T- Turn Trabin. I yeah. think it's Toblerone. Toblerone. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I could use a piece it's of Toblerone right now. Also, yeah. the art went from decent to um, whatever this is. That's that's fi- that's, that's total the biggest fallout. That's total fill in um, uh, art. Like I'm sure this uh, the artist is good. Like I can see the talent there because it's got like a Brian Lee O'Malley like who did Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Sally like, that O'Malley. Threaten uh, <laughs> 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 kick. Of yeah. Fifty. Uh, like it has that kind of cartoonish style, but it's clear like oh shit we got to meet a deadline so we can keep Ooh. these books she on had track four days to get this done that's what happened with igor cordy in uh, new x-men when mm-hmm. graham morrison was writing it uh igor had to like basically fill in when frank white like grant's scripts came in late frank whitely phenomenal artist t- too slow to draw it so they brought in igor cordy to do actually some very seminal storylines and igor cordy is a good artist but his like art uh, initially was just so rushed it looked so poor and that's exactly what happened here you think dust has any new powers as a result of saturnine taking a piece of her or what the fuck is that about <laughs> i don't know i don't know well this was one of my questions again as i said uh, as opposed to me saying i hated this what do you think and why do you think they're to have this story period is is it just like oh we had saturnine for so long we need to do something with her and now she's bad now so now we can get rid of her she can be like powered down or knocked away or to killed. me this felt like more bring her back into the fold in some way where has she been what she been doing get her back into randomly yeah. bad now even though she's been kind of she's been great the entire mm-hmm. run so far i mean my prediction was something about typhoid mary because of like wilson fisk being so important yeah. to like what's happening there and so like him wanting his wife back um but i feel like typhoid story has been very in, no in the background developing at all. like that's yeah i I would love to know how this was pitched and what was accepted because we've got four issues of it going nowhere in terms <laughs> yeah. of character. I will say of, you know, how many Fall of X books are there? There's like, what, like 12? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. 8,000 is probably right. W- one being not great yeah. is a pretty good ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even in like when like the Dawn of X started, we were all like not really feeling Excalibur. It got mm-hmm. better. Yeah. But... Uh, you know that was like the one out of like the like the six or seven books that were that that came out at that time, and so that's gonna happen. There's gonna be something that doesn't quite Fallen work. Fallen angels, just Fallen, yeah. yeah, that was okay. So two out of whatever. no, but I do. Th- I think you're right that you you're gonna have these relaunch titles. Something's not gonna carry its weight, and that's okay. Yeah. All right, let's get a little spooky. Uh, what of all these issues? What do you think is the best Halloween costume? I think. Jean Grey number three is the best costume. Kalen, you actually pointed out uh, in plate's look. Yeah. And I kind of agree. His look is like, if you can show up with a big hulking type costume uh, like his shape is, I think that'd be very cool. I'm kind of sad that the this dead version of Angel 
uh, is mm-hmm. like gone That's so quickly because yeah. yeah. I think that would look cool as shit. You're not shit. saying sack. No one's saying sack. <laughs> no. With with an arrow through his throat. <laughs> that would be great. That would be that. That's the Ryan Kroll <laughs> outfit. Couples costume. Glob Herman and sack. Get yours. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say sack and the arrow. Yeah. Uh, I actually think the coolest costume we could pull it off is the Kurt Wagner from that universe. Oh yeah, like the Nightcrawler the, demon. The Ooh. Nightcrawler demon. That would like that's gonna take I some work. I want to see it as like a. Like a five person doing it in like a parade oh, float yeah. kind of thing with some ah. people doing the legs and doing the head kind of stuff. Chinese dragon kind of situation. I think just like the last week we talked about the rogue Captain America, I think the Dr. Surfer is a cool look and it's couldn't be that hard to pull off because you need a silver suit and then the Dr. You could Sur- use a Brent's uh, Colossus suit. There we go. You could use my Colossus suit to be Dr. Surfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Hey, oh, that's pretty good. That Ooh. noise means it's time for Plug Me Daddy, where each of us quickly highlights something we've seen, heard, read, or just wanted to share with you, our little little homos. I'm going to start. Uh, there's an Instagram account called Olivia Tide, and she is a, uh, it's this uh, woman who is a professional, like, personal chef. She's very good at making food, but she is very indifferent to her audience. So she always just looks pissed off that she's filming and gives the middle finger to the camera all the time. There are all these comments from like douchey bros who are like, I can't wait to start doing OnlyFans. I can't. So oh, she'll, she will throw up their comments on the screen and call out their names and be like, fuck you, guy. Yeah. I'm making <laughs> potatoes dauphinois. Nah. Uh, Olivia Tide. She's fantastic. Nice. Uh, I'll go uh, Darkest Dungeon 2, I think, got a recent update and also Steam Deck compatibility. So I've been playing that a little bit more. If you Darkest Dungeon is like a roguelike. You like build a team. It's kind of, you know, Dungeons and Dragon-y. Um, it's been a lot of fun. The combat's great. If you played the first one, it's a really nice update. The graphics are gorgeous. All the character models are really cute. You can, like, rename people. They have permadeath. Uh, but, yeah, if you want roguelike turn-based battles grab it it was really fun uh i'm gonna plug something that just ended uh but i went with our friends uh jason and rexy to the ren fair on sunday and i had never been to ren fair before it was my very mm-hmm. very first time and it had the energy of a state fair but for nerds because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of deep fried food there uh and it's gonna make your tummy hurt but it's delicious what i found interesting was well everybody was like in a very very good mood and like we're clearly having a great time but it's so funny. I didn't even think about like people would do this. It's like, yeah, you had people cosplaying in like the like Renaissance outfits, like Middle Ages, Dark Ages outfits. But then you had like Star Trek and Star Wars and some superhero stuff. It's like if I got to go on Sunday, I definitely would have wore the Jedi costume that I have. Yeah, people just like you wouldn't have gone to Sage. You mean uh, <laughs> what am I gr- doing? Yeah, I was then constantly be like, I'm in, I'm, I'm in. in. What yeah. are we doing? Do they still have that elephant? I didn't see an elephant. Oh my god! They literally had like an actual elephant that you'd ride on. No. They didn't. Oh no! no. I it was fucked. Yikes. I haven't gone like four yeah. years. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh no! I think they probably they, like probably PETA or like the. Like, were you going to Ren Fair or Renault? This is the, this is the one Fair. in Maryland, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They definitely had one. It was like come on down to Bottom and Bailey's Renaissance Fair. Uh, <laughs> well, they did have so uh, we did watch like uh, like a bird of prey show, mm-hmm. uh, and they had owls actually, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, the falcon. Yeah. It was a falconer, but he yeah, yeah. had owls, and he said something that was really interesting and it resonated with me. He's like, owls are like a very very unique bird of prey because they aren't like eagles or falcons or whatever. They're assassins. 
and like they like really like fuck with their prey and i was like oh that's cool. silent assassin- assassins too have you seen that video where it's like there are a ton of um microphones and you hear like a raven flying an eagle yes. flying and then ah. the, the owl flying and you hear nothing huh it's literally just complete silence as yeah. it. there's a very uh popular video that just came out about owls as far as like uh aviation goes they've been sending owls through like these uh mists of air yeah. and trying to track how they are uh the wind patterns are affected by the owl's wing shape yeah. compared to mm. other birds. That's the owl fact I've got this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh Clark, any more uh, owl facts? Uh, no. Mine is um Scavenger's Rain, which is a new um quasi anime so it's Damn it, that's what on, I wanted to plug. Ah. Fuck you, Clark. Max you are sorry. You, Where did you, you, you plug? plug? I know that's what I wanted to plug and I forgot about it so I plugged something else. <laughs> the art is one of the most oppressive things I've Damn. seen what in, is it called in again? Scavenger's, Scavengers Rain. Rain. Just scroll, scroll through all the art in here. Ooh. It is gorgeous. The basically it's five people at four people I think I like have landed on a planet. They're sep- most of them separated because the spaceship has exploded and they're trying to like figure out what the fuck's going on. Anyways, and they keep running into like the most fucked up, interesting animals and Ooh. flora fauna kind of thing, and it's just weird as shit. It is and beautiful. Oh, it's so good. Sign me the fuck up. I think it's been three night. episodes so far. Yeah, and I, don't know, I think there's ten, but it's on Max. It started on the nineteenth. It's like a legitimately well designed. What if Planet Earth was on a planet with really foreign creatures? What if Planet Earth was good? It's no. so Shut awesome. <laughs> no, no, this is a pretty fucked up Earth, and everyone's. So good. You need to watch. You need to watch. Everyone needs to watch. All right. That's been our. Yeah. Actually, fuck Kaylin's recommendation. Fuck Adam's <laughs> recommendation. Mine's still okay. And in the spirit that of lame. Olivia Tide, watch Scavenger's Rain. <laughs> this has been our Glob Herman podcast. This has right? been a Sax Fifth Sutherland? Avenue. Is that his name? Sax Fifth Avenue. Is his name Sax? Yeah, it's Sax. Oh, you know oh, what? Sack. The thing I didn't say? No. <laughs> the best thing about Uncanny was what they literally oh, had. Christ. They literally had that H&M that used to exist where you go down that like that stairs. And yeah. Then you could, yeah, they literally had that exact building. That's cool. I was I was like, this is impressive <laughs> Sorry, by comparison. <laughs> the Fenris twins get their perfume at H&M? <laughs> no, no, that's a separate store. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, that's been our episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a chance, recommend us to a friend. Review us wherever we can be reviewed. Uh, you can find us at Twitter at HomosphereX and, and Instagram at Homosphere Podcast. Um, happy Halloween, happy, little ha- homos. Happy little Halloween, uh, little homos. Uh, this has been Homo Superior, your home for Herodotus Hudson. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.